Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. All right, housekeeping odds and ends. First of all, we have to issue a public apology for the random advertisements that started showing up in our podcast. And I really appreciate it. I got a couple uh, emails uh, from folks out there. <laughs> and one of them, uh, the gentleman said, you know, hey, really happy you guys finally found a service that you're comfortable with. So right off the bat, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> And then he said, but the editing of these of these advertisements are are you know crazy. One cut in as soon as Daniel started answering. I was like, I now I really have no idea what he's talking about. So apparently, uh, our hosting provider for our podcast decided to start inserting advertisements into our podcast, unbeknownst to us. My God, this is an outrage. We nixed that very quickly. Uh, so I apologize for that. If you were listening and thinking. What is this? And, and the advertisements I thought I, I heard were for advertising. It wasn't even like <laughs> legit advertisements. It was like, hey, if you want to advertise, advertise on pot. Like what? So if you're listening to our podcast and you have your own podcast and you want to, well, do here's ads. the deal. If you want to advertise, reach out to us. I mean, we get we we get solicited for advertisements on this podcast. All the time. We, we're, unless you've been living under a rock, we're one of the top financial podcasts on iTunes and Spotify, even though our, you stopped giving us reviews. So please give us reviews. But it, despite that, we are there. So we get reached out. Our demographic, obviously, very desirable, but we're not going to advertise for $5,000 mattresses or whatever else the hot tchotchke is at the day. So we're looking. I mean, we're entertaining. But if you have something you think would would benefit our audience, I mean, truly benefit them, like really. Do you hate yourself and your family, but hate haircuts even more? Introducing the Floby Precision Haircutting System. Let us know, because then we we would maybe you know work a deal out. But I apologize for that intersection of advertising nonsense that showed up on our podcast. Won't happen again. Number two, one thirty nine. 23. Dang. 139.23. And I thought of all of you, all of you, when I was running. Because at mile, I don't know what it was, eight and a half after a two and a half mile uphill, which was ridiculous. I thought it was, I mean, Indiana. It's supposed to be flat as a pancake. Two and a half mile uphill. And I thought to myself, those of you runners out there, you know there's this evil voice that shows up on your shoulder. And it and it really is convincing. And this was the argument. The argument was this. You know, if you miss it just by a little bit, maybe like a minute, half a minute, that makes for a really good story. Because then you could be like the guy who didn't get it and publicly didn't get it. And then you got to come back and work and do it again. And that'll make for an even better story. That was the argument. Why didn't you do that for the I sake of the podcast? I had to audibly say, I mean, I'm running by people and I'm like, and I'm audibly going, shut up, like, stop. Like, this is ridiculous. You're going to do it. Sure, they appreciated that. They were thinking, I mean, it was. they thought I was a crazy man. But huh. I, I did. I mean, got it done. It was brutal. 
but I'll tell you, this is just food for thought. And I really got to get back on the tribe with these videos because the lesson learned is this. You want to reach a goal, put it out there. Put it out there because the minute when you start slacking and you, if you haven't told anybody about it, nobody's going to hold you accountable. And when I started slacking and I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to get this, I thought of all of you and all of the times I've talked about my goal. So anyways, that's it. No new goal yet other than we're looking at the St. Louis Marathon April 1st. I just heard from my buddy this morning. So he's like, how about this? I love, you got to have great accountability partners in your life. I mean, we're like 72 hours away from running. And he's like, April 1st, St. Louis Marathon. You ready? I'm like, done. Yes. Let's go. All right. Enough of that. We got a great question from Willie. That was in his email. You won't hear it on the audio. So I'm going to call it anyways because he put it in his email. So Willie, what do you got? D-I-Y. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. My question is, I bought a piece of land with the intent to build right before COVID hit. Uh, I did so on a three-in-one arm thinking that I would build before any rate changes hit. Um, Next uh, summer I'm coming up on that. My question is, um, does it make sense to take 30 of the 40,000 I have set aside for a down payment for the build loan and use that to pay down what I owe and then use the $1,500 a month I'm saving in addition to that to get the loan paid off and then use the equity from the land to borrow once rates get better. Okay. First of all, Willie, uh, this is, again, not trying to pour salt, but you got bit a little bit. You got bit on the arm. Uh, Oh, that's kind of funny. No pun intended. No pun. Bit on the arm. Yeah. Uh, The adjustable rate mortgage. Uh, other than folks venturing into commercial where it's very difficult to get a fixed rate mortgage, I'm going to just say this blanket statement. Don't get an adjustable rate mortgage ever. Don't do it. Now you might say, well, Quint, I'm going to buy a house here and surely the rates are coming down in the future. So I'm going to get an arm and I'm going to then, you know, refinance uh, once the arm comes due and I'll I'll make out. Will you? Will you? Do you know that? Or will you put yourself in a situation where the adjustable rate mortgage is actually higher uh, once it comes due and you have to refinance and all of a sudden your payment's now out of your budget? So I am not ever a fan of these arms or teaser rates or any of the nonsense that's out there. If you're buying and you're borrowing, understand the payment, fix it, save for it, adjust your budget for it, etc. Okay, but that's not what you asked, and it's in the past. And I hate when people say, oh, I did this, and all they do is tell you why you shouldn't have done it. And that doesn't answer your question. So, Willie, I appreciate you coming forward with the question uh, because it does take some guts because you're in a little bit of a predicament. Personally speaking, uh, if it were me... I would pay off the note immediately. I wouldn't even, you know, unless you have cash that's sitting in a six-month treasury earning more than, you know, you're you're paying on this arm, you're losing money. I mean, unless, again, because bank savings rates have not adjusted to what even your arm rate is. So you're losing money having this, having that cash. You're paying to have the comfort of your cash sitting in a savings account. So that's not a good, in my personal opinion, a good use of capital. 
pay that sucker off, and then use the savings, replenish the savings for the down payment uh, on the build or the down payment. I'm assuming you're probably going to need a construction loan. Construction loans work similar to arms, and there's really, unfortunately, no getting around it. Uh, the way a construction loan works is you basically get the loan. It's set on a rate during a period of time for the construction period. And then when the construction period is finished, you then basically refinance into a fixed rate mortgage. So you're going to be in a little bit of a predicament if you're building um, and you're thinking that you're going to fix the rate right off the bat through a construction loan because you're not. So if it's me, your plan for what you're doing based on the interest rates that were is shot. It's over. You need a new plan. Totally need a new plan. Now, if we go back there, you can always refinance. You can always refinance, and wonderful will that be, right? You, you now refinance, your lower rate, et cetera, maybe continue to pay the same, pay it off quicker. Okay, all that's great, but that's in a perfect world. It may not happen. Now, I trust you have collateral. I got three kids. I'll take them. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not even going to throw you my opinion. I'm not even going to put my opinion on what, what I think will happen because then it might influence you. So I would approach it from the standpoint of paying that off, getting it, getting it gone, own the land outright, save for what you need as a down payment on the construction loan, get the construction loan, build what you need to build, and sort of factor in the potential from 7 to 8% on a refi of the mortgage once the construction is done and leave it at that. But using the equity in the land and all of this methodical stuff, you could easily compound your issue even worse. There's a reason. I promise I'm going to kick it to Daniel here in a second. He's going to sound a lot smarter than I am. But I'm going to go on the high horse and say this. For those people, and you know who you are. Actually, you might not be listening anymore. You got so annoyed with us. But I was so sick and tired of the emails I got. You preach against debt. Debt is not bad. Debt is good. Blah, blah, blah. I built this up. I built that up. Really? With your adjust, not you, not you, Willie, but all these, I got emails, like almost borderline hate mail. Because during the, the COVID and the low interest rates, we were saying, pay off the mortgage, you know, don't, don't stretch yourself. Debt is bad, this, that, and the other. And now all of the questions we're getting, ironically, are about debt. So it, the, the time-tested methodologies, regardless of the environment, ring true. So again, be consistent with sort of debt reduction, fixed rates, et cetera, and, and wrap your budget around the current environment. If the current environment changes to your favor, fantastic. If not, you've at least factored it in. That's good. I think what you point out really well is the fact that planning is by nature very dynamic. And so when significant factors of your plan change, you have to adjust and change your plan with it. And sometimes that can actually mean scrapping your entire old plan uh, starting fresh and and looking at it with a fresh set of eyes and and going okay how are we uh, you know the the path and the journey that we're on is has completely changed uh, hopefully maybe the destination hasn't changed but uh, significant variables along the way have changed and so you got to rehash through that plan and, and figure out what's practical uh, and really look at that so I don't necessarily I can't pick up all the factors that go into this uh, all the dollar amounts and things like that so I can't say exactly. Um, what's practical, but I do think you, you have to sit down and, and really recreate that plan and hold 
the previous plan very loosely. So if the previous plan was to, you know, build by next summer, uh, get into the house within a year or various things, I think you have to hold some of those things look loosely and go, okay, what's practical now, now that things changed. And that's just life. Uh, life throws you a lot of curveballs along the way, uh, whether that's in a, a half marathon or, or just the journey of actual life, like, uh, um, relationships and finances and, and all of that. Things change along the way. And so you got to be ready to to really revisit the plan along the way at any point. See, you said that much more eloquently than I did. And I really... Just differently. I don't... I'm not at all trying to, you know, beat you up here at all. I, I really am not. And I really do appreciate your question. And it is a valid one. And I think what Daniel so eloquently said is we're in an environment right now where because of the interest rate situation, because of the market, because of housing, I mean, I'm already hearing about people who now can't sell their house. They they bought, I mean, it. I've been through this now. This is my third time that I have seen people tell me during a run-up, oh, this time's different. We got to buy now. We have to buy because they, they, they don't, you're not getting them you know, anymore. And we, we want to own, we want to be building equity. And now what happened? A job change occurred. They're moving to a new city, and guess what? They can't sell their $650,000 starter home. And by the way, when they eventually sell it and they go buy a $400,000 home in the new city that they're in, they're going to be paying a double interest or double payment that they were paying now because the interest rate's higher. I, I mean, I it's almost frustrating to go through this constantly and watch people and observe people make the same mistakes. I, I don't understand it. Conversely, we're in a market environment right now where stocks suck. I, mean, I don't know what else way to put it. They stink. They're no, they're no fun. They're down. And yet, what do I see people doing? I see people selling out. I see people saying, oh, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather take my portfolio loss and pay off my 3% mortgage. Wait, what? You're locked in at a 3% mortgage that nobody can get anymore, but you're going to take your portfolio that's down 20% and pay that off so you have peace of mind? Why did you start investing in the first place? If you started investing and you had a mortgage and you didn't think, well, maybe I, I would get concerned. I, I mean, I we sat in a meeting yesterday in our office, and I looked at the guy, and, and a great, great individual, uh, going through some ups and downs, kind of one of his first real investing experiences, and I said, so you want to sell? And I, again, I'm trying not, not to pour salt. And I said, so, but you want to sell here? I said, what do you think I'm doing? And he 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 looked and he said, oh, you're are you selling? I go, no, I'm buying. I am buying here. Oh, and it just kind of threw me for a loop. But I guess sometimes people just won't change. I'm I'm feeling I'm well human nature. I feel like I'm coming across angry. Pretty much the same. I'm coming across pretty angry today. I don't you mean are. to. Is this your second or third cup? It's a lot of cups. Yeah. Too much coffee. Willie, I appreciate the uh I appreciate the the voice memo um and for your question, we'll send you a $25 gift card. So we really appreciate that. Willie's going to kill us. Keep those questions coming. Uh, we need we need to fill the queue. Females, what the heck happened to you? We we went through a great stretch of ladies sending in questions, and now we're crickets with that. So ladies out there, send us your questions. Try to keep them to a minute long. Send it to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is simple. Live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very, very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.